0: Alley, Alley. Here's Lucas Moura, oh they've it! Hello listeners and welcome to an extra special episode of the Plus Dave podcast. That's right, if you listened last week you will know this is our 50th episode together which is a huge milestone and makes me very very excited and fear not this is going to be an episode worthy of the big milestone. We've got a lot to talk about this week and I know I say that every week but believe me we really do. We've got special guests, we've got a quiz, we've got loads of games to get through so it's going to be a fun one. Today we are going to be talking about about the Champions League group finale that has seen us go through in dramatic fashion topping our group against Marseille and of course we've since had the draw for the round of 16 so we're going to get into that as well and we've got another game to look back on which wasn't quite as good it was the Liverpool game which is always controversial there's always stuff to talk about we're going to get into that and we've got a couple of upcoming games to get into as well we have Forest away in the League Cup and of course the big one El Davico Spurs against Leeds at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and we're going to talk all about that one as well. Leeds of course in crazy form themselves at the moment and in case that wasn't enough of a special treat we have the return of a bona fide Plus Dave legend. A man who was an ever-present in the first season has since decided he's got better things to do but he's found time to join us again. It is the one and only Mr. Joe Brooker. Joe welcome back to the Plus Dave podcast. How are you? Howdy dags. Yes, very excited to be back for the 50th anniversary or 50th episode, rather. <laughs> yeah, we haven't been going quite that long. Not quite no, 50 years. No, no. <laughs> one step at a time. And it's worth mentioning to the listeners, you have been working tirelessly to help me with the trilogy of Elio versus Dave. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so obviously, in the run up to the Leeds Spurs game next weekend, the tradition, of course,
1: is Dave versus Elio, but we have a very intense quiz between these two guys. The last two have been. Brilliant. Going down to the last yeah. question. So really wanted to be part of this particular episode for that reason. And as you say, we've got something lined up. I don't know how much more you want to say about it, no, but um, it's over engineered. Yep. <laughs> it's over ambitious. I don't really understand
0: the point system, no. and that's not a joke. You would hope, therefore, that I do, but I can't say I do either. It's going to be chaos. It's going to exactly. be anarchic. If you thought last time was disorganised and mad, you've got nothing coming this time, so look forward to that later on. And the challenger and the man who is trying to turn the tables after the last Elio versus Dave is Dave himself, Leeds Dave. Welcome back for yet another episode, episode 50. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. My heart rate has,
2: has dropped. Uh, from, from where it was, the last Leeds game. Yeah. It's um, it's hard work at the moment.
0: It's I mean, really, Leeds. we should have turned to a Leeds podcast by now, given the last couple of Leeds games, shouldn't we? I mean, Leeds are Leeds are a lot more exciting than Spurs, right? They're a lot more exciting than anyone right now. Your games are all insane.
2: It's quite an interesting one. I think we probably have more humdingers <laughs> at Ellen Road than any other ground in the UK. I think it's Humdinger Central. Yeah. Uh, the humdinger capital of the world is Leeds. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just want to win a
0: game 2-0. Yeah. How are you feeling about taking on Elio in other matters, in other contests?
3: Speaking um, of 2-0. <laughs> there you go.
2: You, you teed Segway. him up there. Lovely assist. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely assist. Um, I'd take being 3-0 down to Elio if it means he's turned over another top.
0: If you do it in style. If you lose, but you do it with style. A bit like Spurs did against Liverpool. But anyway, we'll get on to that in a bit. Elio, welcome back to the 50th episode. How are you feeling about it?
3: Well, we're coming off the back of a defeat, so as a self-admitted fickle football fan, (laughs) I was in better spirits last time, but looking forward to having some fun with you guys.
0: Will beating Dave for a third time make you feel a bit better?
3: Um, I'd have rather we beat Liverpool, echoing his sentiments about next week's match a minute ago, but ah, it's always good fun. (laughs) Who who was the player that helped me win it the first time right at the death?
0: (laughs) I feel like Ramon Vega was involved at some stage.
3: (laughs) Almost definitely.
1: (laughs) There was was a
0: Deportivo. It was one for the ages. Deportivo was the most recent one. The first one was Deportivo.
1: The last one at the studio was who was the top scorer for Leeds last season.
3: Oh, Jesus. I got got the best question possible to finish off with. What a pathetic question.
0: has been set very high. And I think it's going to be a tall order for us to match the drama of either of the last two Elio versus Dave's, but we'll see how it plays out. So apologies in advance if it is an absolute disaster, but we'll get on to that. But plenty to get through before that. So let's get right into. To it, shall we? I'm going to ask you guys to cast your minds back to the final group stage game in the Champions League against Marseille, which feels like a lifetime ago now, but it was a bit of a mad one. It was a very Tottenham 2022 game in many ways. Elio, how did you feel about that game? Because obviously, it was the same old story, wasn't it? We started terribly, something magical happened at halftime, and then we ended up somehow being happy by the end of it. <laughs> It
3: it was absolutely mad. The first half was just a horrible, horrible performance in every possible way. And the second half was well, we deserve the win in the end. It's yeah. backed up statistically as well. And the fact that we actually did it that way when we were going through anyway, and then actually took advantage of Marseille going gung-ho to get that winner to top the group in the process, not only knocking them out of Europe completely, which is the reason why their manager was on the pitch, trying to beg his players to just take the draw. <laughs> that but that also, was by um, the way. Well, yeah, but also yeah. bumping Sporting, who were our scourges out of the top two. As well, it was a very yeah. very pleasing night, all in all.
0: Joe, what you make of the whole thing? Because half time, we're one nil down, probably rightly one nil down. You're starting to think that the Marseille fans setting off their fireworks outside our hotel might have actually done the trick. Were you giving up all hope at that stage?
1: Yeah, definitely. I I, <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time I saw Spurs play so badly mm. for 45 minutes. And we've had some poor performances this season. The headset I'm wearing at the moment, which I appreciate the listeners can't see, I actually damaged <laughs> because I was watching it on my laptop. With the headphones in because my girlfriend was watching TV and when Marseille scored right at the brink of half time I threw my headset across the room <laughs> I'm surprised it still works and I stormed out I didn't watch the first 20 minutes of the second half because I-, I completely Jesus. threw it in the towel I was in such Th- a bad mood this- just because of how bad we were you've out Elio, Elio this man. is yeah. not For the behaviour I expect <laughs> yeah. of you I don't no, expect, this I expect from you better. I- no I expect a different man I think Come what is- collective. I think what it is Elio is I've been <laughs> fairly okay and calm with kind of what's been a very Weird and frustrating first half of the season. And I think it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Was that Marseille goal where <laughs> I didn't realize how ang- all this like
0: bottled up anger I had from like the last? I mean, three you months. know, you know where my mind is going, Joe. You know that episode of The Simpsons where Ned Flanders finally snaps. Yes. He finally has enough. Yes, that's, that's how I'm imagining exactly him that, <laughs> that the, nervous breakdown. This is the breakdown. summer
3: 2006 show that sent Dave to hospital when he was goading <laughs> him during a penalty shootout.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a story for a, another slightly less. <laughs> podcast but put a pin in that I want to hear how that one ended um let's talk about the goals I mean their goal obviously was deserved it was coming is it one that you can really criticize the goal in isolation Elio or do you think it was just kind of a we were under pressure and eventually they were going to score cross header good header good leap keeper probably couldn't have got there I mean
3: you can always pick apart goals as we discussed last week and find who should have be been marking who and whatnot but yeah it was a good delivery. It was a very big, strong player, as Son found out to uh, the demise yep. of his new Calvin Klein modelling looks. Um, and <laughs> oh, yes. we weren't left with much of a chance by either delivery or the power on the header. I'm not going to mm. criticise that. You never like to concede set-piece goals, but if we're praising the way we're taking set-pieces, we have to praise the opposition for taking a good one too. Let's not be complete hypocrites.
0: Yep. Well, you say set pieces, and every match sometimes needs a hero. And shortly after the break, Dave, one of your favourite men in football, Gianni Vio, had another moss stroke and <laughs> another assist for Perisic. Clement Longley rising to head in at the equaliser, which I think by that point was deserved. Are you prepared to admit now? I know we've talked about him a lot, that maybe this guy knows what he's doing. No, not. <laughs> I mean, Is Perisic just really good yeah, at taking Sign, set sign someone,
2: sign someone who's really good at corners, and have <laughs> some really good tall defenders who can mm. head the ball in the straight line. Um, yeah. yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Gianni Vio, genius. <laughs> Although I think if you you know put a hundred million pounds worth of tools in front of any carpenter, it'll be better.
0: Yeah, it's like hiring a heading coach and having peak Cristiano Ronaldo up front and saying, "See." Heading coach works. Yeah, know. it
2: kind of kind of takes me back to Homer, Homer Simpson, yeah. when he just goes, are you guys working?
0: Said, yeah. Could you work harder? Oh. Sure thing, Mr. Simpson. Two Simpsons references in the first 10 <laughs> minutes. Look at that. We're on a roll. Um, Elliot, what did you make of the second half?
3: Um, the second half
0: was... It was a
3: bit nuts, really. Um, we <laughs> we decided to play to our strengths, which I think we've all been absolutely killing ourselves waiting for, for a good couple of months now. We took the game to the opposition, and who knew that when you attack, you're more likely to score goals, but mm. we did. I think it wasn't exactly a tactical masterclass or a great show of skill, but it, what it was was absolute heart and absolute gumption and just yeah. sort of overwhelming and beating the opposition into submission in the end and I think the way that winner came with their manager on the pitch screaming at his players to not be so gung-ho because they were going to go out of the Europa League and Hoybia who'd just been down mm. in charging up to sort of finish off from Kane's pass and hits an absolute beautiful strike I think it was still oh, right it Unreal. and it bounced out of the net as well so I'm wondering if that qualifies yeah. The bastard.
0: Certifiable? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say certifiable
3: thunderbastard. No, thunder thunder says bastard. Bastard. no. It's, it's um, a bit, it's
0: a bit too close to the goal, I think. Not quite count. Telemans yeah.
3: at the weekend That definitely no, wasn't thunderbastard. No, wow. no, but
0: uh, I, I think there's a small chance Hoiberg was just trying to clear it out to buy an extra 30 <laughs> seconds. A bit like Jeff Hurst, allegedly, for the famous. They think it's all over goal. He said he was trying to just smack the ball out. Well, I think it was a bit of that. but e- lovely goal way, way, it was
3: absolutely lovely, and I think it tells us a lot of good things about our side in terms of the carrots they have. Bentenkov mm. was once again absolutely marvellous. But you still don't want to have to keep trying to win games like that. And the Liverpool game is the proof of that.
0: Yeah. Joe, what were your emotions like when in the 86th minute, Kolasinac popped up at the back post, headed the ball somehow so far down that it went back up over the crossbar? (laughs) You could see the headlines the next day, couldn't you? Ex-Arsenal man kills Spurs dreams. Yeah, it was was pretty unreal. I got to be honest, I think by then I was just completely out of energy because
1: also (laughs) all I wanted to do was just draw and get through and I I thought because I can't remember how late Frankfurt scored their winner that was very late Mm. wasn't it because it looked like there was no chance we were going to win this group at one point the whole group
0: was pure madness I mean I saw a graph the other day which I urge you to look up which showed the progression at various stages of the 90 minutes of what Mm. that group looked like and pretty much everybody in the group was top or bottom or everywhere in between at one point or another it was just chaos apparently some of the Marseille players didn't even realize that when Hojbo scored it, it was essentially knocking them out they just—they only realise after the game. Imagine walking off the pitch and someone said, "Oh, by the way, we're out."
2: Well, well that's it must be, they prep. were definitely going for it. They were definitely yeah. going for it, though, weren't they? Because, um, oh, yeah. and I'm assuming they were going for it because they wanted to get into the Champions League. So, yeah, I, I can imagine they mm. could have felt that not going for it was Europa League, therefore it was worth the gamble. I don't
0: know yeah I mean it, it could have honestly gone anywhere I mean there were, there were a couple of moments weren't there there was one moment that I think deserves a lot of praise was Perisic running across and making a block can't remember who shot but that was really crucial
3: he knew where to have his hands at that moment as well he certainly <laughs> did didn't he
0: yeah. yeah I think he would have been down for a good 10 minutes if he hadn't had his hands there but yeah very good result and obviously lovely moments at the ends, craziness with the manager on the pitch but no I think on balance I think we probably deserved to win that game in the end and we certainly deserved to go through in the Champions League
3: I mean we created so many chances in the end and marseille yeah. scored the only two real chances they had so yeah we deserved it but yeah. god my heart's not in good
0: nick <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we would like the odd occasional comfortable victory, wouldn't we? But unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be our lot in life as Spurs fans. Let's talk about the draw then, shall we? I'm conscious there's a whole lot we could say about this game. We could obviously go into a lot more detail, but we're trying to keep things moving along. Joe, on your opinion on the draw, we've drawn AC Milan. I mean, when you get to this stage in the Champions League, I guess the old cliche is there's no easy games. There's not really a good or a bad result, but that's a toughie, isn't it? Yeah, and I think based on current form as well, I'm so glad that we don't have to face them until
1: next February (laughs) because I've just got no confidence in Spurs You know, taking on a team with that much quality at this rate. Which is frustrating because when you look at our resources and the quality in in the squad generally, Mm. I do think we are better than AC Milan firing on all cylinders. I think we would outclass them over two legs, but we need a lot to go our way between now and next February. Mm. We need a, a good winter transfer window. You yeah. Know, we, do, we do need reinforcements. We, we just have so many injuries. We have players limping to the World mm. Cup. We need to avoid injuries at the World Cup. If things go our way over the next couple of months, I will feel pretty bullish. And, and there could have been way worse draws for us. Yeah. You know,
0: way worse teams we could have got today. Yeah. Yeah. Elio, I know you always have kind of mixed feelings when it comes to Champions League draws. I know you like to draw the big teams. You don't want to go into the Champions League to play some team you have to Google, to Mm -hmm. paraphrase Danny Rose. But you're you're happy with Milan, I assume, yeah?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I apart from having very fond memories of our last fight <laughs> against Milan back in uh, 2011, yeah. I, I, it's it's a good draw. Mm-hmm. I think I said on Twitter earlier as well, I wanted PSG actually because I wanted to see Messi again live. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. may happen later in the tournament, hopefully, but you've got to be pleased with that because you're getting a game that we've got a good chance and we are at champions of Italy, mm-hmm. but we are a good side and should have every chance of coming out with results. But at the same time... you. Mm-hmm. You've got a prestige fixture as well. You don't kill yourself all season trying to get top four football, so you can play Tromzo in the following season. You you <laughs> want to uh, you want to play Milan. So I'm genuinely really pleased with it. Looking forward to seeing what all the hype is about Rafael Leal as well, mm. because he's obviously one of the really sort of celebrated players in Europe at the moment. And yeah. like Joe says, a couple of reinforcements as well in key areas, and we should have every chance. Hopefully. Not too many walking wounded coming back from yeah. the World Cup. I mean, I bet we're all very happy that Sweden are not going to be in this Qatar tournament.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be written all over it, wouldn't it? Yeah, Rafael Al plays in the left wing, doesn't he? So he'll be up against Emerson for 180 minutes. I imagine oh that'll put him firmly in the race for the Ballon d'Or by the end of that. But no, I'm <laughs> joking. I'm, I'm not going to be that harsh to Emerson. Um, Dave, would you say Milan are favourites for that tie from your neutral perspective? No. No? You think the Premier League is that much higher than the Serie A in standard?
2: Chelsea Chelsea beat them 5-0 on aggregate.
0: Mm, Good point.
2: I think this is a a completely winnable game. I think think there was many, many other draws that would have been a lot tougher for Spurs. So I think you've got absolutely every chance of getting through. And, and, you know, it'll be... I mean, I take Joe's point, I think I have a World Cup and a bit of a time to cool down and then yeah. and then and then go again. But at the same time yeah. I don't think you've got anything to be overly scared of. Yes, Leao is supposed to be good. I'm not sure he's being utilized as well as he could be where he's playing. Mm. Um Giroud yeah. is More obviously he's obviously, obviously the one to look yeah. out for. I mean if it's not Giroud it's gonna be a off the bench, isn't it?
0: <laughs> oh god, don't even talk about him in the Champions League. Yeah, let's move on from that. I mean there's a part of me that thinks it's almost not worth getting into too much chat because of Of course, so much can change between now and then, and it's not until, what is it, February that that game will be played. For whatever it's worth, Antonio Conte actually does have a really good record against Milan. Apparently, he's faced them 14 times as a coach, winning 10 and only losing the one, which is... uh, yeah, I think that does stand for something. I think, obviously, those stats are I'm always a little bit suspicious of, but he's played in Italy, he knows the team well, and he's obviously had a good record against them. Moving on to a team against whom we do not have a particularly good record ourselves, Liverpool. And Elio, you kind of called it last week, didn't you? You knew something was going to go down at Liverpool. You knew that there's always drama, there's always controversy, there's always a couple of moments that just swing the game in their favour. And we just seem to have terrible luck because... And correct me if you disagree, but I think we were probably narrowly the better team in this game and it just came down to a couple of moments, didn't it?
3: I mean, narrowly the better team I'd agree with, but I always add the caveat of when you play better than the other team because they've taken a very early lead in that match and been ahead the whole game, it's not quite yeah. the same game. They have um, to sit back a bit. Uh, yeah. Exactly. But at the same time, we played... Good football in both halves, by the way. It wasn't actually quite the same story of recently, of the mm. awful first half. We played good football in both halves. In the end, the difference between the two sides was a horrendous, horrendous mistake from Eric Dyer. Yeah. And their goalkeeper and his crossbar played an absolute blinder against us. I feel. I feel quite aggrieved at this one, and not just because of the commute afterwards. I I really do feel like we deserve to get something out of it in the end, and on another day we would have obviously having three three could be given could not be given penalties for none of mm. them to be given especially one of them which I just don't understand how it wasn't was a bit of a kick in the teeth as well
0: yeah well let's get on to those penalties then shall we because I mean the one I think the one you're referring to is the Alexander-Arnold on yon right is that the it, one that you think absolutely. was the, the clearest um, yeah well,
3: I mean I've seen the other oh, two on replays because they're on the other side of the ground you know what yeah. in a world where that incident happens and in absolute isolation I'd say it would yeah. be a soft penalty to be given
0: you're, however you're taking in a this world, to Cancelo aren't you
3: yeah in a world when the previous yeah. day the VAR official for our game against Liverpool yesterday sent Cancelo off for giving away a penalty for a slightly more aggressive but still yeah. a very similar push into the back of yeah. a Fulham player I don't see how we're not getting a penalty and yeah. booking for Trent. I don't see how Trent a few minutes later also isn't getting a booking for wrestling session onto the ground and having his second mm. yellow and getting his marching orders. I mean, I, I really don't know what's going on behind closed doors behind the ref and Trent, but he was getting <laughs> favorable treatment all game. Um, but that incident aside, the other two as well. I mean, the boot to Lucas's face in the penalty area by Thiago without the mm. ball being touched. Why isn't that a penalty? Their goalkeeper taking out Doherty and not connecting with the ball in the slightest when they both went for it outside the area that's a free kick every single time why isn't that a penalty that's three decisions that i think if we were playing Mm. a team not called liverpool or not in the reds from the northwest we're getting at least one maybe two of those uh no really really pissed off with that one and i think darren england really doesn't deserve to officiate any kind of level of football not premier league football not under 11s football not Tromso.
0: Not Tromzo. yeah. And the conspiracy theories are back in full force. What do you know? Joe, should we have had three penalties? Uh, I, I, I don't feel quite as strongly as Elio. I think
1: all three would have been pretty soft, if, I, yeah. if I'm honest. The only thing I'd, I'd say is Elio is absolutely right. With the push on Setsignon, those seem to get given quite a lot these days. And it's just mm. typical that Spurs wouldn't get one. But to me, it's just... I wouldn't say that was a penalty for anyone. Um,
0: Yeah, the whole thing just kind of reeked of a defender knowing what he can get away with and thinking, ah, you know what, this is... It's like when you're pushing in a corner, they know that it's technically a foul, but it's never going to be called. But like Elio said, given what happened the day before, it just shines such a bright light on it, doesn't it? The
3: same ref 24 hours before gave... Yeah, the same
0: actual ref. The
3: VAR... Darren England, our VAR official yesterday, looked at that and decided it wasn't a penalty when he gave a penalty for that incident. Yeah. yeah i'm bemused
0: i mean obviously it wouldn't be a red card because of where it was in the box but yeah. it was the same foul essentially wasn't it yeah
3: look at dave's face he was desperate to go devil's advocate there and actually tell us all <laughs> that none of them were penalties and that i need to get back no the i'm box. not going to
0: give him that opportunity because i know I where that goes in that, his face. That, that results in a 20 minute argument and we just don't have time for that we've got a lot no, to get no, through but i want to hear what
3: dave has to say I, I, can, want to, I want to right, have some debate. Her.
0: elio has spoken come on let's have your opinion I mean, he's right. None of them were penalties. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the consistency.
2: That's I totally, totally sympathise with you on that point, because it's just mm. ridiculous. But hey, this is a Premier League, isn't it?
0: You don't think Cancellos was a foul either, is what you're saying?
2: Um, you know what? I haven't actually seen Cancelos. Okay. Uh, so I'm only, I'm only basing it on what I saw in the Spurs game. And Fair enough. if they'd any of them had been given, then they would have all been soft. But I don't think VAR would have overturned any of them. So I think ultimately it's down to the referee. And I think that, again, is your very big, thick, grey line between what VAR maybe should be and what VAR currently is. I don't know. It's still in the hands of referees who are still
3: not fit for purpose swayed
2: by occasion swayed by teams maybe I'm not into mm. the conspiracy theories but you never know
0: Elio versus Davis started early we're creating tension already I love it although they definitely agree on the slightly unsubtle hints towards conspiracy in the Premier League but they're probably not alone on that one uh, Dave I was going to ask you about Salah's goal because mm-hmm. I personally think it's one of those where if Harry Kane scoring it we're just applauding him we're not looking at the defenders I thought it was just very quick feet found space as top class forwards do and he scored do you think from your perspective and I'll give Joe and Elio a chance to jump in after, but do you think that was just a good goal or do you think Spurs gave him too much time and space?
2: No, I don't think he had that much time and space at all. I think it was just a a case of him being very quick with his feet i think if you play it backwards a couple of seconds you know it was was nunez wasn't it who passed the ball over it 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 was yeah you know maybe nunez had a little bit too long to think about that pass but at the same time god knows what nunez is thinking to himself to be honest he's like a rocket that on bonfire i accidentally put in the ground instead of into the holder so it just exploded on the floor and sprayed (laughs) just
0: random fire everywhere (laughs) that's a great description of darwin nunez i have to agree um elio any disagreement on that
3: no disagreement there. It was no. very good from Salah. He had a half chance and he took it absolutely brilliantly. Yeah. The only criticism from a Spurs team point of view is that we had been attacked down our right-hand side a few times already, where Emerson had gone in on a high press and they just played a very simple pass over the top behind for Robertson to absolutely take Dyer to the cleaners. You can't hmm. blame Dier for being slower than Andy Robertson. so. Yeah why no. we'd had that happen a couple of times already and we were still letting us fox us out until it ended up with a goal. That's the in-game management that yeah. I'm wanting to see from Conte or from whoever's meant to be the leader on the pitch because that was avoidable in my opinion. But Salah himself, did mm.
2: I think that's a really good point, Elia. And I think that in-game management in the first half, you know, you, you mentioned you thought they played better in the first half. So it wasn't like a didn't turn up until the second mm. half story like it has been. But I think that's equally... Critical in the sense that it did feel a little bit watching for as a neutral, it felt a little bit inevitable that Liverpool were going to score, and mm. then it felt a little bit inevitable that they might even score again, mm. even though it was a just a horrendous yeah. mistake. It had that feeling, which I know is difficult to yeah. describe and put a label on it, but it just felt like Liverpool were, without being in the ascendancy, the yeah. most likely to score the next goal. And it took, an, an, mm. again, it took a half a half time for a reset to actually. Change because it did change in the second half. Yeah. It felt yeah. very different, even though the chances, probably when you stack them up against each other, they were probably not a million miles away in terms of first half and second mm. half chances. Yeah, But it felt completely different. It felt like Spurs mm. were the next ones to score.
0: Yeah, I felt like that. I couldn't help wondering if it was just a case of deja vu, trauma, thinking that I've been here before. But I'm glad to hear that you thought that because it certainly did seem that way for quite a lot of the first half, definitely. Well, look, we talked about the Salah goal and we said there wasn't a huge amount we could have done about it. Obviously, vastly different story for his second goal, unfortunately. Um Joe, did you throw anything around your living room on viewing Eric Dyer's attempted back header to play a perfect assist for Mo Salah? Wasn't good, was it? No, no. I,
1: I've reset after my anger at the Marseille game, <laughs> so I, I'm sort of just yeah. starting from from scratch again. So I, I just, I mean, it's awful. It's mm. just, a, it's an awful goal to concede. But I think I was generally just amazed that we weren't being hammered by Liverpool because I, yeah. I felt going into the game we just had so many injuries and would have been so fatigued after the Marseille game away in France. I couldn't see any positive result coming from this. So I think the fact that that was the low point because Spurs started to come back after that. That's why I kind of took a few positives from it. But um, Dyer doesn't have any excuses. That was
0: no just a massive unforced error. And unfortunately, it's not the first error he's made in recent times. And I can't help wondering what's happened, whether it's a case of Romero not being alongside him, whether it's the new position, whether it's just all the spotlight on him from being in the England squad. But something seems to have changed with Eric Dier, and I know we've talked about him already. Elio, I imagine your language was not particularly pleasant mm-hmm. after that goal.
3: I mean, you, you saw some of the things I said into the WhatsApp group chat. So. I did, yes. I shan't uh, read them. Yeah, they're, they're not for <laughs> this, but I am. Um, the thing is with Eric Dyer is that he is capable of doing everything a defender needs to do to mm. a good standard. Not an okay standard, a good standard. But he never does it for 90 minutes. And. Part mm-hmm. of that might be because we're a team that's inviting a lot of pressure. And I think you, I've said before on here that when you invite a lot of pressure, mistakes are more likely to happen But part of it is the fact that he's just not concentrating in those key moments Mm -hmm. as much as he should have, which is why you get the occasional sort of crazy pass straight to the opposition. It's why you get him sort of putting balls straight out of play sometimes. He just has these little lapses. And I don't know why it is because he Mm -hmm. seems to be one of the most professional guys at the club. He seems to be one of the leaders in terms of his personality, but he just still has that in him. And at at 28, it's not that easy to forgive anymore. I think the thing that concerns me most with him is actually that, I didn't feel he made those mistakes particularly when he was in his early career I thought he was a very very solid player earlier on it seems to have been something that's crept in with age and and it's really hard to explain that maybe it's because mm. there's been so many managers trying to coach so many different styles maybe it's because he's played sort of left right and centre and in midfield for the majority yep. of his career and not really ever settled into a position until, until Conte came because Jose was using him in a back two not a back three so mm. who knows but it is worrying and it gives a lot of air to the people who think that he's ultimately not good enough and he's a player i've got a lot of time for and i want to be good enough but when when he does things like this in those key moments it's really hard to disagree with those people
0: Yeah, I totally get what you mean. It's like whenever Emerson makes a mistake, you just know that we'll get absolutely roasted and there are people just waiting there with their keyboards, just waiting for him to make that mistake. Um, It's interesting though, isn't it? Because we've sung his praises so often on this podcast. And one of the things we always say is that you don't notice him because he's just kind of mopping up at the back, casually going about his business and not making those mistakes. Do you think maybe the fact that he is playing on the side of that back three now or has been recently exposes him a bit more than it used to?
3: It does expose him a little bit more, but it also, funnily enough, brings out some of his better qualities because he's a surprisingly good he's been playing good,
0: some good passes exactly
3: he's a surprisingly good attacker with the ball i mean his yeah. first season with us he played mainly at right back because carl walker was injured and mm. i tell you what i'd almost rather have emerson as the right center back and Dyer as the right wing back <laughs> that, that could be the answer but i don't want to just put it he's 28 and he's played both positions a lot and he's played international football and champions league football for basically his entire career now so he's got enough experience to be able to have that change in position i i, I don't want to give him Mm. that excuse right now. I I think he should be doing better. And I'm saying this about a player I like. It's not as if I'm going on Emerson here or or Ndombele (laughs) or one of my usual targets. This is a guy that I really, really like. I, it's, yeah. it, I'm not that bad with wings. so um, yeah. I just feel sorry for him. But I just feel like it's really hard to keep making excuses for the guy. And yeah. he's making himself one of the obvious upgradable positions in the team when he does things like that. And I think the flip side of that is that Longley has actually looked really good as the central centre back in the last couple of games that he's played with. And that's caused a yeah. concern for Eric Dyer because when Romero is back, Romero is definitely the right centre back.
0: Yeah. And on form, it's Longley and then probably Davies as well. So yeah, absolutely. So we are coming from back to the lineup actually Perisic up front was interesting wasn't it Mm. what did we think of that because it it kind of was at first I saw the lineup and sometimes you, you see lineups and it's either Sky Sports guessing wrong or just putting two and two together but at least for the beginning he was kind of playing up front and could have actually had a couple of goals he hit the woodwork a couple of times um what did we make of his cameo alongside Harry Kane as a striker
3: I thought he played well I don't yeah. think he did anything particularly wrong I think he was playing the deeper of the two for, I mean the deeper of the two normally because Harry Kane likes to drop to left back a lot but uh, I mm. thought he, he turned quite a few <laughs> nice passes around the corner he linked well with Cessignon obviously for Cessignon to waste those opportunities but he did he he. <laughs> speaking was, of players
0: you go in on yeah.
3: he was keeping himself unmarked and sort of moving really well and really unlucky not to get what would have been a very very good goal in the first half
0: well speaking of very very good goals I think it's about time we talked about R1 in the second half. It probably wasn't a coincidence, was it, that it came mere seconds after Dan Kulusevski found his way onto the pitch. Immediate impact, assist for Harry Kane, lovely finish. Dave, Spurs just can't afford to not have Kulusevski in the lineup, can they? It's just night and day.
2: Yeah, it was a drastic change mm. as soon as he came on. It just it, it felt even more threatening. Obviously, the chance and the goal came immediately. But at the same time, you know, I hate to say it, but Elliot's spot on in his... He gets me off my seat and he gets me interested in watching the game. He's, he's spot on. That's exactly what, mm. what Kulosevsky does for you,
3: certainly at the moment.
2: Yeah. I don't think I've got any more. I think yeah.
3: that's it. Terrible for you, though, given that we're playing you next week and he absolutely tore you apart last season. You must have been wanting him to just stay
0: in that a little bit longer. longer.
2: <laughs> I think Sessignon might have tore us apart as well. So, you know, all of them against us is going to be fine.
0: Yeah, exactly. Obviously, jumping ahead, we're going to talk about the game and the two upcoming games. But Joe, just while we're on that, what's our best front three? If everyone was fit, who would you start up front as a front three? Um, I mean obviously Kane Kulisevsky yeah, I think that's beyond uh, doubt it's, it's that Son other position is, isn't it um,
1: yeah so, Son's a weird one because he went off I feel so sorry for him as well with, mm. with the World Cup you know over for him he went off and nothing changed in that game against Marseille yeah. it, it just showed you how little value he's adding and mm. it's not like he can't turn it on because he's had a couple of amazing games this season but I just understand what's happened to the player that finished joint top scorer last season. Yeah, I, I think you, you perhaps just start with Lucas as the third guy at the moment and just assume Song can't deliver.
0: Well, I mean, obviously after the World Cup, who knows what situation we'll be in. But in theory, we'll have Song, we'll have Richarlison, we'll have Lucas, we'll have Perisic as an option, it would seem. Elio, if everyone's fit, given everything you've seen this season, who would you be putting into the front three alongside? Oh, I assume... I assume Kulusevsky and Kane are two of those three. It's just a case of who the other one is. Maybe play Kulusevsky
3: and Kane and have a midfield three.
0: Yeah, yeah, that could be the case. I Speaking mean, of midfield three, actually, one man who has generally been coming in to be the third man in that midfield has been Basuma. I think that was maybe his best game for us. By What do far, you think? I thought he was very far. good against Liverpool.
3: I thought he won the ball really well. I thought he broke their press and actually played it with some variation, some really good sort of passes into Bentoncourt down the right a couple of times as well, like brave passes, like Bentoncourt was marked and he still played the ball into him, which is what you need. You don't always want to play the safe pass. You want to play the ball Summer Mark's Basuma was doing that and really, yeah. really enjoyed watching him. He needs to do that a lot though. He needs to do that every time. That's how he's gonna make himself the mainstay. Not the Basuma that we've seen most of the first half of the season. This Basuma. If he keeps doing yeah. that, then absolutely really, really good player. Yeah. And he enabled both Hoyber and Benton Coeur to press on more. Bit quiet from Hoybio yesterday, but Benton Coeur once again had a really, really good game.
0: I mean, Benton Kerr is kind of man of the match or second or third in every game at the moment, isn't he? He's kind of becoming one of our most important players. XG for that game, 1.82 to us, 1.47 to Liverpool. So, just backing up my suggestion that we were the better team because everyone knows XG is the be all and end all of everything. Unfortunately, because of corrupt referees, we're not getting the three points.
2: I think that was one of the highest XGs of the weekend, actually, if I remember reading well, collectively. That right. I think it was um, yeah. the Tottenham's XG, yeah. Oh, really? uh, for that game yeah the highest was Leeds but don't worry
0: about I, I was about it. to ask were you the highest because I mean I'd love to get into the Leeds game but we're going to talk about you just shortly Well, before we go on to talk about the Leeds game and of course the Nottingham Forest game are there any final thoughts on the Liverpool match any summarizing musings on another Spurs heartbreak Salah
3: like Dave said last week every time he has the ball you think he's gonna score mm. and he does um We're not going to challenge for the title. This isn't the game that's going to decide whether we get top four or not next season. And if we're not going to challenge the title, you know my opinion, second, third and fourth, don't really give a damn which way around It is that they're all the exact same thing. Um, I'm glad that we've got only one more league game and we're guaranteed to still be in the top four before the World Cup because hopefully we can come back to the other side of it, playing slightly better football, slightly fewer injuries and don't have to face Salah for a little while
0: yeah it's a bit like you said last week isn't it how we had that one game where Cristiano Ronaldo just remembered he was Cristiano Ronaldo It's a bit like that with Salah he's not been quite that bad this season in fairness but he wasn't quite himself I think he has about 10 goals he... this season I, I know that's the mad thing people are talking about him like he's been a flop this season even though he's just not living up to his own ridiculous standards but no that was definitely full-blown Salah that we had to deal with right let's talk about our upcoming games so starting with Forest away in the cup so obviously League Cup as Elia you mentioned it's a tournament we have very fond memories of and we've got pretty fond memories of playing Forest in recent times as well because the one time we played them recently we won 2-0 with two goals from Harry Kane. Do you think there's an opportunity to rotate and if so who would you like to see get some minutes?
3: I think absolutely we should rotate in this game. I've obviously got good memories of this competition given that it's mm-hmm. the only competition I've seen us win at all a couple of times now and it would be nice to win it again. I'd take any, any victory in a competition but I think we need to throw the kitchen sink at beating Leeds next weekend. And (laughs) that means that we don't want any more injuries. We want our players to be nice and well-rested. So I basically change all the players that have been playing the majority of games. I change all of them out. And if we go out, we go out i'm not gonna be heartbroken if we lose on wednesday but even a highly rotated side should have a pretty good chance against what i think they're still bottom of the league in the premier league i'm not sure um no i yeah, think they yep. still are they're not doing I, great. I think yeah. even a highly rotated side, we we should be all right i mean i actually put together a little team on one of those silly formation predictors or creators the other day and i okay, even changed the era. goalkeeper so i went forster in goal Kept lane because he's played less, but put Sanchez and Tanganga in. Give Jed Spence his first start against his old club. Play Sessnion because I don't want him on the pitch against Leeds or any other opposition <laughs> of decent quality. Keep a in for <laughs> the same reasons as Longley, but give Skip a game next to him. Hill, Lucas, and on the assumption that he's been training before then, Richarlison up front. So yeah, full scale. Protect yeah. Harry Kane as well. Don't need to play him in this. Play him against Leeds next week. Keep him fit. Yeah. Hopefully fit for the World
0: Cup as well. Absolutely. Dave, you want us to play a full strength team against Forrest, right? Go full on 90 minutes, get a few injuries.
2: Is it when it's a draw, 90 minutes to go straight to penalties? Is yeah. that still the thing in the yeah, league? I think cup? so. so yeah. No, it's your time, hard. I'm afraid, mate. Well, you'll get knackered out. Yeah. And same for us as well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't care.
0: I know, I know. It was just a segue to Leeds. So let's talk about the Leeds. Yeah, that's why we're all here, right? That's that's the big one. That's El Davico. That's the massive fixture on our calendar, which is Spurs-Leeds. Dave, I'll come to you first, because as we mentioned earlier, Leeds are a little bit of a madness at the moment. Every single game seems to be just pure chaos, and you're getting wins, and you're getting last-minute winners. And I can only imagine that this game will end 6-5 to somebody with a ninety sixth minute winner. How do you see it going? <laughs>
2: I think this game is either going to be the first game on Match of the Day and Leeds will win, or it will be the last game on Match of the Day and <laughs> It'll Spurs be a will win.
0: Yeah.
2: That's basically where I think this is going to go. I think this will either turn into an absolute monster mess up of crazy, hmm. or it will be relatively routine. Even if you know we don't, we you don't start as particularly well because you haven't been starting particularly well of late. Obviously, we need to get in front for that to then turn into anything that will resemble a decent result for us. But the natives in Leeds are still restless about Marsh. He's, you know, yes, yeah. he's he's pulled off two wins, one of which was a really good performance at Anfield. The second one on Saturday was awful, but oh, really? fortunately saved by the fact that Bournemouth are really bad and bang in <laughs> trouble. Um, As we found out last week. Exactly. You know, they've got previous, you know, at 3-1, any other any other team in this Premier League, even Forest or even Southampton, if they were winning 3-1, I just couldn't imagine them folding in the way that Bournemouth did. Now, credit to Leeds, you know, we've got some young players and they are really energetic. They came off the bench. You know, Bamford was typically, Bamford, Bamford got injured with in the last kick, of training on Friday. Oh no! Um, Just as I put ta- him into
3: my fancy football. Yeah,
2: and, and there was and they were saying he was, he was taking a penalty. They didn't mention whether he scored the penalty, but he got injured. Um, so who gets injured
0: taking a penalty?
2: Exactly. But it, he's probably not going to play. Uh, uh, he's probably not going to be in the squad against Tottenham. But at the same time, Rodrigo scored three and three again. He definitely seems to be a clutch of goals kind of player. He got four and four at the beginning of the season. He got three and three in the last three games. As has Somerville, who is. Obviously a decent young player. Nonto came off the bench and
3: changed the game against Bournemouth. Surely you'll be starting him against us. I mean, that's two games in a row where he's been the difference maker. Him and Crescencio, who not only has the best name of any Premier League footballer, but (laughs) I would really like Spurs to sign off the back of Match of the Day highlights that I've seen of him. He looks very (laughs) exciting. He is
2: exciting. He's he's definitely a bums-off-seats kind of player. But, it, you know, the future's bright in that sense. If we can keep hold of Nonto, keep hold of Somerville. Sam Greenwood also came off the bench. He's 20 years old, I think. He's from yeah. uh, uh, he's from the Northeast, but um, was a trainee at Arsenal. He actually started as a, as a striker. He was Arsenal's top scorer in the Youth Academy, and uh, he got converted by Bielsa to a centre midfielder, and he's uh, he's definitely got potential as well. So... I'm, it makes me happy that we have those kind of players, but it also makes me worried that we're relying on those kind of players to actually make a big difference hmm. when the chips are down because I don't yeah. think that is going to happen every time. So I think it's going to be tough. I think what we do have going for us is we do have some players in the team who I honestly believe have the level of quality that, you know, I I wouldn't be shocked if a team like Spurs came in for players like Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, Patos Krauk, who's playing at, at left back at the moment, keeping our only mm-hmm. left back out of the team because he's crap. Yeah. Um, your your uh, left side, so
0: did Emerson Royale, as you described exactly. Them last week. And we've yeah. got
2: Rasmus Christensen, who's another new signing on at uh, right back, who is an absolute Danish mother lover, <laughs> um, similar to, similar to your guy, basically. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting watch. Let's pray that way.
0: Yeah, I well, think that's... I say, uh, you know
2: what, I'll rephrase. It's going to be an interesting first 15 minutes and then it might be a snores fest and we'll turn it off from there or <laughs> nobody will be able to stop watching it. I mean, uh, it could be
0: 3-0 after 15 minutes of Leeds if Spurs starts the games recently. anything to go by. Joe, how do you see this one playing out? Is this going to be a goal fest? Are Spurs going to win easily? Because we've got a good record in recent times since we've been doing this podcast. We've done well against Leeds. We're at home. We're not awful. But Leeds are a bit of a wild card at the moment, aren't they?
1: Yeah, Leeds are probably the worst kind of team for us to have to yeah. deal with right now where they've got, you know, the ability to create chaos. We don't seem to be coping very well with chaos. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Going forward really well. Like, I think I couldn't agree more with Dave. I think either Leeds
0: outplay us in a goal fest or we managed to contain them and come out 1-0 winners. Yeah, There's nothing worse than going into the international break on a loss and uh, we could potentially be going into a very very long international break so I don't think anyone wants to be losing this one Mm. do we? It could be a a really painful one. Elio any thoughts on the Leeds game other than the fact that you want extra gloating rights beating Dave twice in the space of a week?
3: I mean (laughs) I've just looked him up just to see how old he is whatever. Crescencio, Gilbert Silverio, (laughs) Chiro Somerville that's outstanding that we're, we're, such,
0: we're such vultures every time the Leeds have a good player we start talking about how Spurs are going to sign him
3: well the last time I said that it ended up being Jack Clark so I'm, ne- <laughs> I, I, I'm going to ban myself from trying to tap up Leeds youngsters <laughs> anytime soon but I, I think thoughts yeah. on the Leeds game I think we're at home against a team that concede goals very very easily and a lot of them and we yeah. have players like Kulusevsky and Harry Kane in the side so I'll be really pissed off if we don't beat Leeds next week. Yeah. Our defense, We create our own chaos as we know but I think while we're not getting away with our somewhat lottery football against the teams that have beaten us this season so Arsenal, Manchester United, Liverpool and yeah. Newcastle with the greatest of respect Leads aren't those teams. They don't have those players to punish us for shooting ourselves in the foot. And yeah. so, yeah, I- I'm convinced we'll concede probably first because we do that. But I do expect it to go our way next weekend and us having to console our good friends on the podcast afterwards. <laughs>
0: well we will see we will of course have the one final episode before the world cup to look back on that and to see how it's gone Uh,
2: just one one point before we go to that say crescencio somerville's name again crescencio gilbert
3: (laughs) silverio in true in in chiro somerville i don't know chiro or Ciro.
2: but
0: has he got somehow got gilberto silver in the middle of his name in true northern fashion his
2: nickname is jimmy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think I, i'm looking forward to it um oh, i, I it. Uh, uh i would like us to go on a run in the cups because we haven't done that since 1996 basically and then we'll see what happens yeah. against spurs one thing that is going for us is that we are performing very well against top teams we got three points against chelsea we got three points against liverpool if the super league have actually happened we'd probably get relegated
0: <laughs> yeah it's a good point actually brilliant well look Let's see what happens next week. It's always an exciting time for us. I'm sure the WhatsApp group will be furiously active throughout or we'll all go hiding one way or the other. But we'll see what happens there. A couple of games to look back on. And of course, we will start turning our attention towards the World Cup. Right. Well, while well, we're here, once again, a big thank you to everyone who continues to listen to us every week, listening to our nonsense and our ramblings and our conspiracy theories. It's great to have so many of you tuning in. Thank you for those of you especially who have been here for all 50 episodes. It's absolutely brilliant to see so many people still tuning in. And if you are listening, please, could you follow us on Twitter because our Twitter is just brilliant. Of course it is. It's full of absolute gems. We're at Plus Dave Podcast on Twitter. I'm at Plus Dave Daggs. Elio is at Leo underscore P underscore THFC and Dave is at Fantasy Dave and Joe is way too cool for Twitter as we have established before he's definitely way too sensible to get involved in that kind of nonsense but he is not too sensible to get involved in this upcoming type of nonsense which is our very elaborate convoluted and unnecessarily complicated quiz that we have spent hours preparing and I'm very excited about it and also quite nervous because I'm fully expecting it to be an absolute disaster (laughs) How are you feeling about this quiz? It's creative.
1: There's a lot of creativity has gone into this. Mm. A lot of it, new a, rules a, as well. A lot of rules
0: after our conversation earlier. I'm still getting yeah. my head around them and uh, I've had two yeah. hours. Yeah, We're going to try and figure them out as we go along. I feel like Elio is already dreading being a part of this, but we'll see how we get on. What I can tell you is that in keeping with the upcoming World Cup, we are going with a, perhaps predictably, World Cup theme for this week's Elio versus Dave. So all the questions are going to be relating to the FIFA World Cup so uh, if you anticipated that and did your homework congratulations to you otherwise we'll just have to hope that you've been paying attention over the last so many years so we'll see we'll see how we get on right so the first round is a bit of a plus day first we're going to have some questions that have been sent in by our listeners (laughs) so this should be fun and also is calling upon our technical expertise so we're going to see how it goes I'm going to read out the names of the people that have sent in questions and the two of you are going to take in turns there's a total of eight questions you have four questions each, and I'm going to try and play them out to you. Hopefully, you can hear them okay. They're all going to be World Cup related questions. And you tell me who you want to hear a question from, and I will give you the question. Dave is the challenger. I think it's only fair that you go first. And you have the choice of Petros, Pricey, Charles, Nick. That's Elio's cousin, Nick. Nick again, Socks, Nick Donnelly, and Big Mike. Wait, that's three <laughs> Nicks. Oh There's three Nicks. Yeah, we've got Nick Donnelly, and then we've got two from Nick Piliosis. So there's eight oh, questions God. there. I can repeat those names. So whose question do you fancy, and why you do that? So just will just go through, let and me, uh, find the questions right and the names again. You. So Nick times two. Yeah, that's probably a smart <laughs> idea. <laughs> Nick, ironically, is the quietest person in our group. Decided to give us two questions for the price of one, which I I wasn't expecting any. So thank you, Nick. <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> this round's quite simple. There's no stealing in this round. It's just question each one after the other. Correct answer gets you five points.
3: Who is the eighth person? I've got Nick, Nick, Nick. The eighth Charles, person. Charles, Socks, Meech, Pricey,
0: and who? And Big Mike. Big Mike. Who, for listeners unfamiliar, is, in fact, Joe's dad.
3: I mean, listeners are unfamiliar with Joe these days.
0: <laughs> oh, that was a cheap shot. Poor Joe. He's worked so hard on this well, quiz, Elio. With that, with that in mind, I'm going to go for Mikey B. Okay, here we go. So this is Big Mike's question. Let's see if we can hear this.
1: My suggestion is... What is the most highly attended World Cup match in history?
0: He then goes on to try and (laughs) explain a point system that he's devised himself, which would have made it even more complicated than it needed to be. (laughs) Um, But that is his question. In case you didn't hear that, what is the most highly attended World Cup match of all time? And to be clear, we will accept if you can tell us who it was between or when it was or where it was. We'll take a judgment call if you can give us a close enough answer. For five points, Dave. Oh, I'm a bit torn between two. okay, I'll let Joe be the deciding judge on whether the answer is acceptable. Where's your mind taking you?
2: I'm gonna go with the World Cup final in 1986.
0: It's a good guess, Mexico, but I'm afraid it is not the one. The right answer is the nineteen fifty World Cup final between Uruguay and Brazil in the Maracanã, with an approximate yeah. attendance of 200,000 people.
3: See, which is I'm gutted out that we are I was going to tell you no. that. Nice. There are no
0: steals in this round, but Elio, would you have got that one?
3: I mean, I wouldn't have known the attendance, but... No, Maracanã in the days when there was a lot of fans standing. No health and yeah. safety. World Cup final in Brazil. No, no, exactly. I it was an that's absolute what I was disaster, go wasn't it? That. that is I Indeed. Have just
2: Googled, I have just Googled the 86 final. There was 120,000 people there. <laughs> That's it a good effort. That's a terrible
0: guess. That, that's a good effort. I mean, we could give you some sympathy points, but we won't because uh, no, won't. We're, we're trying to be nice to Elio. Right, Elio, it's over to you. You have a choice between the remaining listener questions, which you've written down. Whose question would you like to hear next? Um... I'm going to go with Nick Dunleavy. Nick Dunleavy. Here is Nick Dunleavy's question.
2: Hey guys, Nick Dunleavy here. By virtue of knowing Elio for 30 years, firmly in Dave's corner, hoping for a win, (laughs) my World Cup trivia question for you is Which Golden Boot winner
0: also holds the record for most distance covered at a World Cup? Great question, Nick. Elio, which Golden Boot winner also holds the record? for the most distance covered at a World Cup?
3: Most distance in one World Cup, I'm guessing, as opposed to... I imagine
0: so. That's a tricky question. How
3: the F should I know? Um, <laughs> I don't
0: which, want to give any clues because it's not fair.
3: boot winner... Uh, I can't even remember all the golden boot winners. That's the bad part of this. Um, That's going to be
0: a problem later. That is, that is going to be a massive <laughs> problem. <laughs> I mean... Any Probably guess?
3: not Romario, given that he had about 10 <laughs> cigarettes at half time each time. Uh, so I'm going to rule him out. Um, okay.
0: It's dawning on me this quiz could take a long time. This is a tough quiz. You can pass, complete. early. I know you hate doing it, but in the oh. interest of brevity, we can move it along. If you really don't think you're going I know who I
3: think it was, but I can't remember yeah. his name. If I describe who I think it is, can I get something if I'm right? Uh,
0: I mean, you can, but I feel like you'd remember his name if it was the right person.
3: The problem is I don't. The French golden boot winner who was also nope. the record holder. Nope. No, it's, it's not. No.
0: No, no, the answer is, in fact, Germany's Thomas Muller. Which is probably not surprising once you remember yeah. that he is a Golden Boot winner. Excellent. So we have a new point on both sides so far. Over to you, Dave. Whose question would you like next? I'll um, we'll go with Pricey. Pricey. Got a feeling you might like this question, Dave.
3: Good. Hello, Plus Dave Podcast. It's Pricey here. Now, a lesser known fact about me is that I am of Swiss heritage. But can you name the only Swiss player to play for Tottenham and not play at a World Cup?
0: Can you name the only Swiss player to play for Tottenham and not play at a World Cup? Elio has a face like he knows the answer.
3: No, no, no. I'm
2: just. Do you know the answer, out. Dave? I'm struggling to think of a Swiss player. This is what the pressure does to you. Does
3: you only know one, and it's your favourite person ever. It doesn't mean he's the right answer because he's not the only one.
0: We're going to have to hurry, you, Dave. Right, uh, pass. Elio, can you tell him who he should have said?
3: I feel he should have said Reto Ziegler.
0: He would have been wrong if he'd said Reto Ziegler. The actual answer is Ramon Vega.
3: Oh, God. I'd have thought it would be the oh, other God way
0: Dave, around. That it would are I'll bit- <laughs> <laughs> be honest, Dave. I was expecting you to say that by virtue of I thought he would have been the first player you thought of. But we're oh, still on zero obvious. points. No one's off the mark yet. Next question, Elio, whose question would you like?
3: Out of interest, little known facts about Pricey. Apart from Pricey's friends, who knows anything about Pricey? <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't have that many friends.
0: Neither will you at the end of this podcast, the way you're going, Elio. <laughs> Jesus, right. Whose question would you like? Who uh, would you like to insult, I should ask? I'm going to go with Charles, the Man United fan. Charles, right. Here is Charles' question.
2: Hi guys, it's your favourite glory hunter here Daggett has asked me to avoid swearing So I'm going to keep this brief Can you tell me When was the last time Scotland
3: qualified For a World Cup
0: The last time Scotland qualified for a World Cup
3: I know, it's my question isn't it It is your question Dave thinks he knows it This is the way
0: the the cookie crumbles
3: It's 2002 right
0: That is incorrect Dave, what would you have said France 98 it was indeed. It was indeed. Unlucky, we're still on zero. This is going well. It's tense. It, I was expecting more points, but it's going well. Back to you, Dave. Whose question would you like? I'm not sure who's left. I'm assuming someone's written we it down. We beat
3: them in the playoff, didn't we? I'm uh,
0: Petros. It. Petros's question. Here we go. Can we get our first points? We're just avoiding socks, aren't we? Because it's going to be the hardest one. In the 1998 World Cup, England beats Colombia 2-0. One goal was a 30-yard screaming free
1: kick scored by David Beckham. Who scored the other goal?
0: Now, for the record, I think thirty yards is flattering, but besides the point. The
3: other goal was a very good goal as well.
0: <laughs> Elio, just just letting Dave know that he knows <laughs> the answer. Not that difference. it matters. It Not difference. that it matters, but you know, it's it's pride at the end of the day. Don't worry, there will be stealing in the next round. Dave, any idea? Ninety-eight World Elio Cup. Elio with the dark I, hearts.
3: I had I had a guess, but yeah. now Elio's Elio's
2: ruined got in your my head.
3: guess.
0: He's got it in your head, has he? I was on a school trip Who, in, you in think?
3: Barcelona watching this. I'm
2: just going to go for it anyway Rio Ferdinand
0: It's not Rio Ferdinand I'm afraid Dave Elio it was? Darren Anderton (laughs) It was Darren Anderton of course And it's back to you We still are yet to get our first points Is this the moment where Elio gets off the mark? Whose question would you like?
3: Um, That was Petros wasn't it? Um, It was I'm going to go with Leaving us with a double whammy Of the taller Piliotis And I'm going to ask the Sox
0: (laughs) question here Now you said you were worried That Sox might ask a difficult one Let's see.
3: Hello, everyone. The question is, who is the only Argentinian player to have been in both Argentina's 1978 and 1986 World Cup winning squads? And to give you a clue, the player isn't Diego Maradona.
0: There you go. He's ruled one out for you. It's kind, if anything. Can you name another one? (laughs) That was the actual question. Name (laughs) an Argentinian player from that era that's not Maradona. Elio, Um, do you have an answer? I think that's a tough question. Myself, I don't know how
3: old he that's is, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be Aussie from us. I don't think it's going to be someone that obvious. I, I don't mm-hmm. think Kempis went to Mexico, did he? I'm not sure if he was playing as long ago as '78, but I'm going to go with Passarella,
0: Elio. That. Is the right answer five wow. points, and well he's off the mark. Yeah. Probably the hardest Great question work. so far as well, and and he's Definitely got it. Socks will be proud of you. Very very well done. Only five points, but it uh, does put you in the lead. And it's back over to Dave now for the first of two questions from Socks' brother Nick. I'm happy to admit, by the way, it's mainly because I'd run out of other people that I'd have
3: known from the Mexico squad, so I just shouted <laughs> it out there and hoped he was old enough. It right.
0: was an educated guess, and we good, take we good, take those next question question dave hello Uh, a couple of questions so the first one who's the only nation to feature in every single world cup tournament and that's your question dave looks devastated somehow (laughs) (laughs) the only nation to feature in every single world cup tournament dave (gasps) (laughs) gonna have to push you for an answer
2: argentina argentina yeah
0: I'm afraid that is the wrong South American giant. It oh, is Brazil. Was that gonna be of your those next two. one? Yeah. No, it was indeed Brazil, unfortunately. Which leaves Elio with the final question and a chance to take a 10-nil lead going into the second round. This is Nick's second question. And question number two is what animal was the official mascot for the nineteen ninety eight World Cup in France? Any ideas, Elio? A cockerel? incredibly that's correct (laughs) it was a cockerel which is borderline spurs question i think it's fair to say but yeah I mean, very well just, done I was just going with Lecoq Sportif and hoping that that yep. was the reason brilliant well after the first round Elio is in a commanding it definitely wasn't the 10 reason. point elite. no you just thought Nick was going to ask about Spurs there we go so we're into uh, the second round and now this is where it gets complicated and this is where it all starts to fall apart because we lose track of the rules lose track of the points and forget what the rules are so allow me to try and that explain that might work in my favour, <laughs> it might <laughs> do it might do if you just confuse me as much as possible and confuse Joe and Joe I, I must call upon you at this stage to please try and keep your wits about you and, and remember what we're doing and keep track of the score and, and remind me when I make a mistake. We're going to put a time limit on this just because it doesn't get silly. This round is the Thunder Bastard round. Now, allow me to explain. You will receive a number of questions. If you get the question wrong, your opponent has the option to steal, but they will lose five points if they get it wrong and gain five points if they get it right. If you get your question right, you get five points. Following so far? No. yeah the initial question if you get it wrong you you just don't get any points so if you try and steal and you get it wrong you lose five points so that's the first step if you get your question right you will get your five points and you then have the opportunity to go for a thunder bastard now a thunder bastard is essentially gambling with the points you've just won you have the chance to take a second follow-up question relating to your initial question for an extra five points if you get your thunder bastard question wrong not only do you lose three of your five points but you give your opponents a chance at a free steal. So, into it. Here we go.
3: <laughs> why?
0: <laughs> because I like chaos. <laughs> clearly, okay, clearly these were not Joe's rules. This is why you don't have many friends. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Joe is helpfully going to help us choose the questions from a list that we have. Using a random number generator, aren't you, Joe? Because we are going to extreme lengths to avoid corruption.
1: We last are. you are like this. There were allegations.
0: This is this is as sanitized as possible. <laughs> incredible right. so elio had the final question there so i think it comes back to dave for the first question here and joe if you could could you please start a 20 minute timer so this doesn't get too silly there are a lot of questions we're not going to get through all of them but let's try and keep it snappy and try and get as many questions in as possible especially you dave because you need the points but um sure. but yeah i will try my best to remind you of the rules as we go along it's more fun when you learn them by accident anyway so this is the know.
3: second and final round right
0: no no absolutely not There are six rounds. I'm joking. There's three. (laughs) There are three rounds. (laughs) Anyway, Joe, alarm set. Yes. And can we have the first number, please? This is Dave's question. Let's go. Here we go. Question 21. Question 21. Harry Kane won the Golden Boot at the last World Cup. Can you name one player who finished joint second on four goals in that tournament? There were five.
2: There were five players okay, well, five who, finished, players on four who goals finished on four goals at the last World
0: Cup. Yeah. You just need to name one of them for five points. Griezmann. Griezmann is a correct answer, Dave. Very good. Now, the question is, do you take the five points and run, or are you going to go for a Thunder Bastard?
2: I'm going to go
0: for a Thunder Bastard. <laughs> okay, interesting. I still
2: don't know what that means,
0: but let's see. Okay, so the five players... Who did finish second were Griezmann, as you correctly said, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Lukaku, and Sherishev. Which one officially won the runner-up on the basis of having made the most assists? This is draw level. Ten points. Uh, Griezmann. Griezmann. Sticking with Griezmann. Is the right answer for another five points? Very good. Nellio doesn't get the chance to steal, and it's back over to it's It's level. It's ten all. It's chaos. This is <laughs> how like things, that, This is what how quickly got, things turn <laughs> around. I mean, put <laughs> in your locker, mate. <laughs>
3: I'm questioning why Dave got to go first in both rounds, but okay.
0: I know no, you got the last question in the last round, you, so you run you
3: run, a, you run the quiz. Oh, the corruption for the first claims time are coming already. Look, first at Joe, time all
0: Look at this season. Look at this joke. We do a draw a number from the hat app to eliminate any suspicions. He will never. We'll he will never be happy. He will never be happy. Anyway, let's give him a question. I all hope right. it's a hard one. <laughs> question nine. Question nine, Elio. <laughs> Joe, your inability to
3: hold that steady
2: yeah, is no, I, I can't. Really you impressive. just have to read it out. We can't see that, Joe. Anyway, hello, question nine.
0: The 1998 second round clash between England and Argentina was famous for a Michael Owen Wonder goal, a Beckham red card, and more penalty shootout misery for England. But which Argentine levelled the score at 2 2 shortly before half time with a well worked free kick routine?
3: It was a really well worked free kick routine.
0: Um, <laughs> you can see it, yeah?
3: It was annoying. That was all I was. want to say Redondo.
0: That is not the right answer, I'm afraid, which gives Dave the option to go for a steal. But if you're wrong, Dave, you will lose five points. are you confident? No,
2: I, I, I would guess, but I, I'm
0: not confident. You don't fancy it, no? No. Brilliant. He well, had the to remember was... back
3: four years. I had to remember back to 1998.
0: Hey, it's the luck of the draw, okay? Mm-hmm. There are hard questions and there are easy questions. No more complaining. The answer was Javier Zanetti to equalize in that match. Next question for Dave now given that he was stealing. Right. Joe, can we have a number, please? It is it's question 14. 14. Question 14, Dave. It's going to be spell David
3: Batty, isn't it? <laughs> I,
0: I think I think it might be easier. Dave, which country has reached the most World Cup finals without ever lifting the trophy? For five points. Elio's teeing up the steal. Uh, I have absolutely no idea. You can just name a country that hasn't won the World Cup. Taking his time. I can't
2: think of I inti- I can't think of a country that hasn't won the World Cup. This is insane.
0: <laughs> is uh, it going to Elio? Joe, make the decision. I know we don't have a time limit on this round, but we've got a time limit on the whole round, which I is think not going to be well. uh, to well. Right, it's over to Elio. USSR? You- no, that's not correct. Elio, would you like to try and steal?
3: What did Dave say? Just so I can rule it out. USSR. I am going to steal, and I am going to say Holland, who have lost to Argentina. Germany and most recently Spain
0: the correct answer is Holland slash the Netherlands but Elio would you now like to take a Thunder Bastard on that
2: you could Thunder Bastard a steal
0: you can indeed <laughs> the twists continue I got five. <laughs> are you going to take your five points and run
3: how many points did I get uh you got five, five points there and if I get my Thunder Bastard wrong you get I your I Thunder lose. Bastard
0: wrong you lose three, and then you give Dave a free shot to take five points right back. Yep. <laughs> no idea how that works. And, and we get stuck in a loop where we never leave question 14. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, Elio,
0: are you going to go for it? Do you want to see where question. this chaos leads?
3: Yes. Yes, I do.
0: Yeah? Yeah. You're going to like your Thunder Bastard, Elio. How many times have they reached the final? Three. Correct. You just named them. Very good. And there's another five points for you. Can we have a score count, Joe? Yeah, it's 2010 to Elio. Okay, With that thunderbastard. And that was Dave's question, so it comes back to Elio for the next one. Please, can we okay. have a number? Question 16. <laughs> question 16. Elio, Pele and Maradona have both won the World Cup in which country?
3: Pele and Maradona have both won the World Cup in which country? Yeah. I mean, Maradona's only won it in one country, so surely... Which country was France, that? That's Mexico.
0: That is the right answer. Five more points. Do you take the thunderbastard?
3: Um no he's you not playing anymore. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to rest on that one.
0: Okay smart so he's he's consolidating his points which means we move on to Dave's question. Can I have a number please Joe? Question 11. Question 11. Dave. England famously won their only world cup in 1966 beating West Germany in the final. Who do they beat in the semi-final? Portugal. That is the right answer. Five points. Very good, Dave. Now, you know what I'm going to ask you? Are you taking your five points or are you thunderbastarding? I'm taking my five points. He's taking his five points my and running. Of the 66 World Cup is taking not his extensive. five points and running. I think that might have been a smart move. Moving on to Elio's next question. I think we're probably about halfway through on the timer. The heat is turning up. It's question 19. Question 19, Elio. Who is the only man? To have played in three consecutive World Cup finals. It's a tricky one.
3: Three consecutive World Cup finals. Um
0: we might have to keep an eye on the time here, not to rush you too much.
3: Italy beat Brazil, didn't they? So oh, did he miss it? No, he didn't.
0: I'm gonna <laughs> The cogs are turning. You can hear it. I don't Let's have an answer, Elio. Th- I Mio. don't
3: think that's right. I don't lose points if I get this wrong, do I?
0: No, no, you don't. You've got a free shot first time round. You don't lose points.
3: Could it have been Dino's off.
0: No, no, it was not. I, think, I um, think I've got it. Let's have it, Dave. Go on, let's have it.
3: I think he's Cafu.
0: Cafu is the right <laughs> answer. Very good. In 1994, 98, 98, 12, 98 2002. and 2002, losing one in the middle and obviously winning two. Excellent. Five points back for Dave. Brilliant. So now it is Dave's actual question. Joe, please give me a number. Uh, Doesn't does Dave, Dave get the Thunder Bastard
3: if he get wants to do the Thunder, Thunder Oh, v- there
0: we go. There was, there was one of many to come on me missing the rules that I myself invented. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. That's what you're here for. Dave, do you want to take the Thunder Bastard? Nope. Nope. <laughs> and that's that story. Right. Now it is actually Dave's question again. Right, back to Dave. Question 22 from the Question 22, Dave. You're going to like this question, Dave, I believe. How many Leeds United players, (laughs) Elio's face right now, how many Leeds United players were in the 1966 England World Cup squad? Oh, he's got another 1966 question. Yeah. I just want to say I have no idea what the score is, but that makes it more fun. I'm winning by 25 to 20 in Elio's favour. Interesting.
1: And uh, in terms of time, we're just coming up for halfway into the 20 minutes.
0: Ooh, okay. It's going to be tight going into the final round, which is kind of what we want. I'm enjoying
2: your vamping. Please keep going.
0: Yep, yep. (laughs) Just buying (laughs) you time, Dave. No, come on. We've got to rush you because we were rushing Elio, which led to you having a steal.
2: I can't think of any more, so I'm just going to go for two.
0: Two is the correct answer. Well done. Five points. Do you want to go for the Thunder Bastard? Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Are you ever going to go for a Thunderbust? He did. I did (laughs) the first time. I know you did. Fair enough. Fair enough. I apologize. Get back in
2: your box. I apologize,
0: Ava. Now we're dead level and it's back over to Elio for his next question, which is, Joe. Question number one. Question number one. Elio, three men have won the World Cup as both a player and a manager. Who was the most recent man to achieve this? Dave looks Bullsh. very angry. Bullsh. Dave, Dave, question Dave is. thinks he knows this. Who is the most recent man to achieve this? It's the easiest question. Elio, do you know the answer? I need to think for a minute.
3: <laughs>
0: oh come on! A minute. Give him a minute five is five seconds. You can maybe Elio have Elio running seconds. The clock down to keep <laughs> his <five> league <sleep laughs> Then it's His He's channeling in a Nick Pope. Very it's clever. The easiest
2: question
3: so
0: far. I, it's only easy if you know the answer, Dave.
3: Exactly. It's only easy if you know the answer, Dave.
0: Um, well, Dave, you might get a steal. So three men you know.
3: have won the World Cup as both a player and a manager.
0: Yeah, no pressure, but Dave seems adamant that he knows.
3: <laughs> it's easy. Is it? And all three. Is, is it easy? Um, I think the answer to that is Didier Deschamps.
0: That is yeah. the right answer. Very Play good, and five points. Do you go for the Thunder Bastard, though?
3: Which is definitely near the other two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Might be.
3: Um... I know one of the other two, but I don't know the other. And because I'm convinced that will be the other question, I am not going to
0: take the Thunder (laughs) Bastards. Go on, Dave. Name the other two. Um, Beckenbauer. Yep.
2: And uh, Zagalo.
0: And Zagalo, yep. So that's another five points for Elio. And if I'm not mistaken, it's back to Dave. Can we have another question, please, Joe? 16. 16. Dave. We've already
2: had 16.
0: Have we? Yep, we've had 16. Another answer, please. Your app is faulty. And now Elio has has a a claim. (laughs) Oh, dear. Let's have another number. Oh, my God. It's like the
2: lottery when the adjudicator loses their clipboard. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're, we've got to be running it close to the alarm now as Very well. Very strange. All right, 23. 23. There is no 23. <laughs> There's no 23. <laughs> again, again, Joe, third time lucky. Please. <laughs> you even asked I how can many make... questions there were, Joe. I can make up a question. There are 22 questions. I can make one Don't blame up. me. Blame Blame drawing just, just blame me. Device. Top Gear uh, magazine. 15. Question 15. 15. <laughs> Finally, one we can actually ask. Which... <laughs> this is Dave's question, right? Yeah, oh, Dave's question. God. It is. Which African okay. in 1994 became the oldest player to score a World Cup goal, scoring against Russia at the age of 42? I have a feeling Elio thinks he knows this, Dave, so no pressure. I
2: mean, I, I've got an obvious answer, but I don't know if it's the right one.
0: Obvious might work. Let's have it. Roger Miller. That is the right answer. Very good. Are you going for the Thunderbastard? Nope. Nope. Of course not. Fun fact about Roger
2: Miller, which yeah. I only heard recently. He didn't start any games. Is Dave room? wasting
0: time while he's in the lead, Joe?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's he not in the lead. It's a, that's oh. a good fact. Okay, he's not that's in the lead. All
0: right. Well, Elio, I'm glad you're... Keep- I was just testing you. I'm glad you're keeping track of the sword because I certainly am not. Uh, next question for Elio. Joe, can we have a number, please? I think we're running low on the timer. Yeah, cu- uh, yeah. just about, just over five minutes left. Question Interesting. Question three. Question three for Elio. How many teams have won the World Cup exactly three times? Elio's yeah, doing some counting.
3: I'm going to go with two.
0: That is incorrect, I'm afraid, which gives Dave the opportunity to steal in. You're not going to go for it, Dave? You no, passing? No interest. No. Uh, the answer is none. <laughs> Many have won it four, and, well, a couple have won it four and twice, but none have won exactly three. I'm afraid. Next question for Dave, please, Joe. Uh, question four. Question four. In the 2010 World Cup final, referee Howard Webb dished out a number of yellow cards and a red. One challenge that epitomized this match was Nigel de Jong's chest-high studs-up assault on a Spanish opponent. Who was that opponent?
2: Oh, God, I don't remember.
0: Any guess from that team?
2: <sighs> not really. Midfield, so I'll just guess
0: Javi. It's not, I'm afraid. Elio, are you going to go for a steal on this one?
3: Yeah, I'm going to steal this one. And oh. I, was, I was very, very worried when he started with Javi because <laughs> it was, in fact, Javi um, Alonso. Xavier
0: Alonso is the right answer for five points are you going to take your five points and run Elio or are you going to go for a Thunder Bastard there have been many Thunder Bastards in this game
1: you
3: know what (laughs) how much time do we have left Joe
0: Three
1: minutes and 15 seconds. Can I spend
3: three minutes and 15 seconds deliberating over a
1: Thunderbastard?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, you cannot, sir. Like Liverpool, wasting time as early as I can. Um, mm. I'm going to take the Thunderbastard. <laughs> oh, not? he's
0: going for Thunderbastard. Spain won the match an extra time winning their first ever World Cup, but who lifted the trophy?
3: Who was the captain? Was it...
0: A reminder for listeners and to you, Elio, if you get this wrong, you will lose three points and you will give Dave a chance to go for five with no repercussions.
3: I think the captain was the goalie. I think it was Casillas.
0: It was Casillas. Very good. And that's another five points. Fortune favouring the brave right there. Very good. Um, I think we've got time for a couple more questions. Obviously, if we run out of time and it's uneven, we'll, we'll even it up. Yeah. Question six. Question six. In 2010... Ghana narrowly missed out on becoming the first African team to reach the World Cup semi-final after missing a penalty, awarded after an opponent handled the ball on the goal line, getting himself sent off in the process. Who was that man?
2: Are you absolutely (laughs) kidding me? Hey, it's
0: just luck of the draw, Dave.
3: Might as well just spell... (laughs)
0: <laughs> Elio, let's have the answer.
3: It wasn't Capaldi. It wasn't Hamilton. It was Lewis Suarez.
0: <laughs> it was indeed for five points. The big question is, are you taking those five points or are you going for a Thunder Bastard?
3: Five points is fine by me. I've got a nice okay. fat lead now. <laughs> That's <a> ridiculous <laughs>
0: Excellent. Question. Excellent. Hey, listen, you get what you get. You don't get upset, as they say. Joe, another question. I think we've got time for, uh, well, if we get one more for we Dave, we will get one, one point, for earlier. I think it's one more each now. I think it's one more each now at this yeah. stage. Yeah. So, so let's have Question Dave's. nine. Dave, you might have to fund basket at this point because you, you might be behind.
1: It's, yeah, it's, uh, question
0: we We've oh. had how question points, nine, Joe. How
2: many points up for grabs in the third with, round? Uh, that's the pff,
0: nine. Well, a fair few, Dave, so don't you worry. And <laughs> I don't um, need yeah. to. Yeah, there's a thousand points per question in the third, third round. Um, <laughs> Joe, we've Sorry, had question a, nine. Question, question 10. Question 10. Dave, in 2002, Ronaldo won the World Cup with Brazil, finishing as the tournament's top goal scorer. How many goals did he score at that tournament? Dave's just like, I don't care. I'm just going to pluck a number out of the sky. Let's have the number, Dave. Seven. It's not seven, I'm afraid, which means Elio has the opportunity to steal if he should choose.
3: I'm going to steal. I believe it was six.
0: And Elio loses five points. That is wrong. (laughs) It was eight goals for Ronaldo in that tournament. Wow. Here we go. Spanner in the works. Um, you shock, Elio. (laughs) And now now for the final question for Elio to round up this round. Joe, can we have a number? Okay, so
1: Elio's minus five points drops him back to 40. Okay.
0: And he's got question uh, 12. Question 12, Elio. Against which team did an 18-year-old Lionel Messi come off the bench to score in his World Cup debut in a 6-0 victory in the 2006 group stages? Oh. Hell. <laughs> Dave! You're uh, that, ma- that makes up for the yeah. You're not upset right. anymore, are you? You, you? I told you they level themselves out.
3: Um, I think it was a surprisingly good team it was against as well. I don't know why. I don't think it was Panama or anything like that. Two thousand and six.
0: Two thousand and six group stages. I have a really strange a feeling it was victory. Holland.
3: I don't know why.
0: I'm afraid it was not Holland, earlier, oh, which, which gives Dave the chance to steal, which I suspect he might pass on. You're
2: a smart man, Dag. Yeah, I man. was right.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was actually it was against Serbia and Montenegro. It was the game that contained that ridiculous long passing move that Cambiasso scored the finishing touch on. So, uh, so no points there. And uh, that was a, a rather anticlimactic end to that round. But moving into what I the, needed. What the I third needed. round, can we have a roundup <laughs> of the scores, please, Joe? Where does it stand? Yeah, so if I understood your point scoring system correctly, (laughs) then one of us did. I've got 40,
3: he's got 30. I got a minus 5, which dropped me down.
0: Brilliant. Now, this, to finish off our World Cup theme quiz, is how a lot of World Cup games are finished off. And it is, of course, everyone's favourite penalty shootouts. I'm going to give you three categories. And we decided beforehand the person who's winning gets the reward of choosing their category. The category will contain a list of some things. And you will take it in turns to try and name items on that list. And just like penalties, you'll go one after the other. Best of five. If you're level after five, we go to sudden death and we see who comes out in the end. And it's 20 points for win. So <laughs> it basically all comes down to this. You get to choose which one you want to go for. So your options are golden boot winners. Goal scorers in finals, with the caveat that we're only going from 1958 onwards, because otherwise no one's going to have any idea. And teams at the Qatar World Cup. Now, Elio, as the man in the lead, you get to choose what the penalty shootout is on. Which of those categories are you going to go for? I'm going to go for teams at the Qatar World Cup. Interesting. Okay, right uh dag we also said we we're gonna have a pretty strict 20 second time limit oh did we okay shot, yeah <laughs> all right you can keep an eye on that then right so let me just get the list up now and we'll say to go now joe i trust that you can keep a note of all the ones that have been said and you've got the list elio call heads or tails please tails never feels it's heads. it's heads so dave with the first penalty can you name a team at the qatar world oh, cup Oh, look,
3: please? dave goes first three <laughs>
0: rounds in a <laughs> row <laughs> <laughs> there we go england very good over to you, Elio. What's the question? Just name a team <laughs> at the World Cup. <laughs> You're running out of time. Name a team at the World Cup Argentina. Good. Brazil. Yes. France. Yes. Germany. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see where this starts getting Is it a sudden
3: death or is it just a penalty shootout? It will be. It will, it will be, be after, after five. five. penalties each. <laughs>
0: it will be uh, after U- five. Uruguay. Yep.
3: All winners so far that we've mentioned. Mm. Dave. Spain. Yep. Wales.
0: Very <laughs> kids. So it's for all.
2: Dave. I'm, I'm literally second guessing myself now. <laughs> <They're definitely, laughs> come on. They're definitely going, but my, my stomach is in knots. <laughs> Denmark.
0: That's correct. Group D, Elio.
3: Um, South Korea.
0: Correct. Now it is sudden death. That's you, Dave. Australia. They are there. Very good. I had to think about that one for a second, Elio.
2: <laughs> Mexico.
0: Yes, Mexico are there. Dave. <laughs> I'm nervous. Why am I nervous? It's getting difficult now. USA. Very good. Canada, correct. I'm frantically scrolling up and down the list. <laughs> Iran, correct. In England's group, Japan. Yes. <laughs> what happens if they name all of them? It's a tie. It's a tie.
2: <laughs> Will I win?
0: <laughs> yeah. Senegal, correct. You guys doing well. I'm impressed. The hosts, Qatar. Qatar. Are at The Qatar World Cup. <laughs> Very good. Back to you, Dave. It's getting hard. Portugal. Portugal's correct. I've only got one more written down. <laughs> Belgium. You- Very good. I'm actually impressed. This sounds easy, but with the pressure on, so easy mm. to blank. Dave. Holland. Yep. Indeed they are. Elio.
3: Is Lewandowski gonna be there? I think he is. Poland.
0: Poland is correct. Very good.
3: Jesus, I'm second every time now, as well. That's horrible.
0: <laughs> That's you, Dave. How's that countdown timer doing, Joe? Seven seconds left. I'm struggling. Cameroon. Cameroon, I believe, are not. No, they are. They are. My bad. They're there. Very good. Penalty's in. That was one of those that, that, just, that the keeper that, that got a hand to it because that was one second
1: left. Ooh,
0: ooh, back to Elio. No pressure. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. There aren't that many teams left. Croatia. Very good. Croatia are there. Back to Dave.
3: I'm seeing this list and seeing all the Spurs injuries.
0: <laughs> no, they're not there.
3: Oh crap! I'm out.
0: Come on, Dave. You still got time? Um, I don't know. Costa Rica. Costa Rica are there? <laughs> Very yes, they good. Are there. <laughs> they are in Group E. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh is back Hala on. Elio still playing. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Elio, it's on you. You must oh. name a World Cup team.
3: <sighs> are there any left? <laughs> I know. I Haven't really- named all of them yet? There oh. are a
1: few. You've got seven left. Wow, Seven. that's I impressive. Tagus. Come on, Elio. Tunisia.
0: Yes, big, Tunisia are there. Oh, yeah. Very good. God. Come on, Dave. I'd have been out by now. I'll hold my hands up.
3: Ecuador.
0: I have a feeling that might be the first miss.
3: I feel like they are. Joe? I'm sure
0: Ecuador are there. No. And I don't want to Oh, no, they play. are. They oh my are God. dags. Group oh, A. for God's sake. I'm sorry. <gasps> so it's carrying on going. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well done, Elio. Elio. You,
1: could have, you could
2: have been quite there. I that's that's that.
0: really that's impressive honesty that's there, That's incredible Elio. honesty. How did I miss that? Because I, I, I had them mouth. written down as well. So so, so where are we now?
3: <laughs> We're into this.
0: Right. There's... Oh, my God. <laughs> this, is, this is chaos. This is exactly what I wanted. I think there's four teams left. Oh, my God. This do would we keep incredible. the timer on, Dags, or do we... I think, I think we have to, but it means yeah. that you know, we could get two misses and it keeps going. Just for the listeners, right, by the way, this
3: is why I do challenge earlier every week. <laughs> yeah. on Dags. Oh,
0: my God. It is. It is. I can't read or count. Who have you got, Dave? Serbia. Serbia? Are there. In Group I thought we would said them. No, I don't we believe so. Them. Unless Joe we have, I don't think we have you writing them down. I don't think anyone Serbia. said we I mean, They were an answer no. to a question earlier, that might be what you're thinking. Elio. Oh yeah, back that was on a you. messy question. Oh,
3: yeah. What African <laughs> countries have we had so far? We had Tunisia and we had Cameroon. I have a feeling that'll be all that's left. Have we said Morocco yet?
0: I don't think we have said Morocco yet.
3: I have I can't see it written down. And they
0: because, are in the Morocco are in Group F. This is outstanding, guys. Dave. All right, back to Dave. 20 seconds. This is where we find out they've just been colluding and they've actually got the list up in front of them this whole time. <laughs> 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 it would be only fitting that a World Cup quiz about Qatar was that corrupt. <laughs> Dave. I mean,
2: I, I don't think they're there, but I'm, I'm literally out of countries. <laughs> I can't, uh, I can't so I'm judge I'm going to go you. with United Arab Emirates.
0: They are not there, I'm afraid, which means it's Elio with the chance to take the winning spot kick.
3: I'm going to stab in the dark just because they're one of the better African sides. I'm pretty sure it's only African teams that we haven't mentioned. I'm going to go with Ghana.
0: And he takes the win with Ghana. Well done. done. Outstanding effort from both of you. I want to give you both the points for that because that was honestly impressive. I'm very, very impressed. That was an excellent effort. We were going to do another one, but I think that means that Elio can't be caught, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? I think he
1: can't. Do you you want to know who the only team was that I don't think you
0: got? I think there was actually one team team left. Saudi Arabia, was it? Yeah. That's incredible that that you guys named every team except Saudi Arabia, which... Yeah. I think they seem to be at every World Cup I'm actually surprised you said some of the others before <laughs> not not to criticise for a second because I would have been long gone in that uh, that's a that's a top effort probably wouldn't have gone quite that far with Golden Boobin as I imagine but anyway we'll, uh, we'll probably call <laughs> it in
2: that many World Cups mate no
0: no exactly we definitely wouldn't have gone that far but top effort and well on to Leo for making it a hat trick of victories and once again it went right down to the wire as it tends to do when these guys face off let's hope that the win from Spurs over Leeds is more comfortable next week shall we but we will see I feel like
2: History books will class that as a comfortable earlier
3: victory. I think, I think compared <laughs> yeah. to the last two, this was yeah. more comfortable.
2: The last, it wasn't
0: two were quite as intense. yeah, yeah this, this wasn't the 96th minute Spurs winner, but it, it was still a contest. I think they probably I'm should have put, been a little I'm bit go more thunder all all my
2: than money me. I'm gonna go put, go put all my money on Spurs to beat Leeds.
0: <laughs> I think that's a wise move, Dave, and captain, triple captain Harry Kane in FPL as well. Um, oh, of course. well, uh, Thank you guys for taking part in another excellent Elio versus Dave. And thank you, Joe, for all your help in a really slightly better than I expected executed quiz in the end. And that really is saying something. I thought it was going to be an even bigger disaster than that. I think we got through that in the end. And um, thank you very much for your help. And thank you to everyone who listened all the way through that. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it because I certainly did. (laughs) I certainly did. Guys, any closing thoughts on, well, first of all, Elio, how do you feel in victory?
3: Always good to win
0: um, yeah. Not I, I, I feel
3: like I feel like having won two In a row already it was quite gracious To let there be a trilogy <laughs> fight It's it's a little bit like Titan Fury Against Derek Chisora no one yep. really Understands why it's happening but Hey ho <laughs> Dave is still the the worthiest (laughs) opponent out there by a country mile. But no, no, that was really good fun. And thank you for going to all the effort you went to to arrange that. And thank you for once again proving that your powers of um, accuracy, (laughs) consistency and fairness cannot be trusted. Um, Despite having worthy contestants like me and Dave, you still found a way to try Mm. and botch it. So well done, (laughs) Vegas.
0: I think we can all agree that it is in everyone's best interests that you host the quiz section of the next podcast once again and give me an extended break from from those duties. Dave? No, jokes aside, um, it was
3: really well done. I thought you guys came up with a great quiz. Ah,
0: well, I appreciate your kind words, Elio. It's the first nice thing you've said to me all episode. Dave, uh, commiserations, great effort, particularly on the penalties, but um, you said you weren't really happy about the idea of a World Cup quiz. I saw your face when it was announced, but you went down fighting and you did yourself justice, I think.
2: To be honest, I think my World Cup knowledge is pretty crap for the last like 15, 20 years. Mm. Like like nineteen ninety-four. I can tell you a lot of things about those World Cups, but um <laughs> yeah. no, it was good it was good good fun.
3: And yeah, the better man won. I mean, I couldn't remember just Fontaine. Wasn't even the right answer though. I know. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true. You couldn't remember the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I couldn't remember the wrong question, so it's all right. Um, Joe, how are you feeling after a long to return to the Plus Day podcast? Yeah, very good fun to be back with you guys. I think, um,
1: I, I mean, it, it's been going great this season. I think with the three of you, it's it's just been running so strong. It's been great to be a listener, but yeah. uh, very nice to make an appearance. And I'll definitely be back for the next day versus
0: Elio later this yeah. season. It's been much better since you left, hasn't it? that's what people are telling me (laughs) (laughs) no Joe you're welcome back anytime you're always welcome Joe said we retired he's doing the
3: after dinner chat circuit now brilliant thank (laughs) you for
0: being on the show thank you guys for taking part in the quiz well done Elio and your win thank you everyone for listening that's more than enough from all of us we'll see you again next week to talk about Spurs leads and many other things until then stay classy Spurs fans we will see you next week